Hello and welcome to the Hail Mary Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sanders. I'm here today with Jordan Sanders and Ben Simpson. Say hello to everyone, guys. Hello to every every guy and girl. I second that. Hello, guys and uh-uh. girls. And there you have it. There is your terrible hello entry. Don't you copy it's, me. It's a pleasure with you guys, always. I did not. Yes, you did. Well, no. before we start this off, I would just like to apologize about our last week. We had some technical issues that we, we couldn't overcome last week, but this they week... They would have never known if you didn't say anything, so well, good job. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we got some hardcore <laughs> listeners out there who do know, and they're like, man, what, what's up with these guys? They'd have never they would have never known. Not said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. Well, tonight, today, this afternoon and morning, we have your news. Hurts. We also have who should start and sit for week 10. And then who we picked up off the waiver wire this week. Who you should look out for on the waiver wire as well. So... Why don't you fellas kick it off with our news? All right. I am the news guy today. Ooh. So I'll start it off with Congrats. the news that I have. And the news that I have. News? Yep, that's what I thought. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said, are you going to keep saying news? Yes. And then so, you said news and I was like, yep, that's what I thought. Yes, you thought correctly. Very nice. All okay, right, get on with it. So, well, who I have is Deshaun Jackson. He was placed on IR this week. He has a core abdomen injury. Uh, you know, rip, bro. He was uh, he was coming in. He was going to be the guy, and he's just not now. And it it's very disappointing. Anyway, yeah, I hate that it. That was my moment of silence for him. So, um, yeah, let's go on. Preston Williams, he's uh, he is now on IR too with any injury. Actually, I don't know if he's on IR, but he will miss the rest of the season. So I'm guessing he's on IR. I don't know why. He is yeah, on cool. IR. Yes, uh, he was placed on IR. Adam Thielen is out with a hamstring. Projected two weeks to return. Not looking good for Adam Thielen. Hamstring injuries are um, terrible. They're a monster, so they're very annoying to deal with. Uh, and then we got T.Y. Hilton with a calf. They came out and said he may miss up to a month. That's not cool. Jacoby Brissett is MCL sprain. He's questionable. Um, it doesn't really look like he's going to miss more than a week, though. If he does, he, he may actually play this week. But just keep an eye out on that. And then here's the weird one. Mr. Levy and Bell. Levy on Bell. Levion on a prayer. He is questionable with a knee injury. He had an MRI on Monday. But, you know, they didn't really say too much about it. But uh, you kind of go with what their actions are. And they promoted Josh Adams, who used to be on the Eagles. I believe Adam had him last year from their practice squad. So that seems like they're a little worried about what's going on with him. I would just keep an eye out and make sure that uh, everything's okay with Le'Veon Bell throughout the week. Yeah, I will say he was he was back in practice today, but he was limited. 
So better news than if he was out. But again, Friday is always the big day. Yeah, to make definitely. sure. So, but better news than we thought. Yes, for sure. Uh, just hope that we don't see a limited role from him. That would really not be good. That would suck. Uh, projected to come back soon. We have Pat Mahomes. Uh, think he's gonna play. He practiced this week. Uh, he's still listed as day to day, but I'm I'm pretty certain he's gonna he's gonna be in this week. David Johnson. The Cardinals confirmed that he is going to return from his ankle injury this week. The problem is, are they gonna do the same thing they did the last time, where he just came in the first play and never played again? And that would be super annoying, but. If he's in, you got to start him. That's that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, Dolph. Yeah, well, now with with Kenyon Drake, man, I don't know what to do with him. Especially Chase Edmonds. He's been moved up to doubtful. He didn't practice today. But Kenyon Drake looked awesome. He's been completely off the injury report. I know he had something going on Wednesday. I think he sat out. But I don't know what to do with either of them. I was real big on Kenyon Drake. Now I don't know. Now I don't know what to do. Yeah, I think you have to start David Johnson. I think that's... I think that's the guy. If David Johnson plays, you just you can't not start him. Um, and as we go on, Mark Walton is serving a four-game suspension for three off-season arrests he had, so he will not be in. Uh, Kalen Balage will will take that role, and Con- Connor McGregor. Just kidding, huh? James Connor got him, got him, boy. Uh, James Conner, he's ruled out. He's not expected to play this week with a shoulder injury, so you could start up Jalen Samuels again. And that's that's pretty much it for this week as far as the the news. And the Chargers losing to the Raiders yeah. ten to seven right now. Six minutes. My my boy Hunter Henry just got a second. score though. That's all I need. Yeah, well, you know that's, all I need. that's a little bias. Well, he's my boy as long as he's on the team. Other than that, I That's don't su- care. <laughs> super bias, actually. Okay. And I don't think that so. is it. That is it for our news. We're gonna go into who you should start and sit. Our starts and sits for week ten. I would start football players. I sure hope so. Good call. This is a fancy football podcast. Thank you. Not a fantasy basketball podcast or a fantasy baseball podcast. Well, I don't know if you or know a this, fancy but Jimmy Graham podcast. played basketball. <laughs> did you say fantasy snooker? I did say fantasy snooker. Shouldn't that be a thing? I think so. Okay, you play it and let me know how it goes. <laughs> All right, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. Playing in Chicago this week, the matchup predictors got the Bears winning 60.1% to the Lions 39.6%. Over-under line is 42. Honestly think this is going to be a closer game than that. I don't see how they think the Bears could score anything. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I don't know how the Bears are favorites. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand that Uh, at all. I mean, the Detroit Lions defense is not good. It's No. It's bad. So, I mean, I I understand why they would say that, but I don't get why they think Chicago can score. Uh, I mean, it goes both ways. I just I don't know what to do with this. 
Uh, well, as far as Detroit, though, um, unfortunately, I'm going to be sitting a lot of the guys in this game. I, there's not a running back that I can trust. You know, Karrion Johnson is still out. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he is. And I actually threw a post out this week. I don't know if y'all saw it or not on our Twitter. Uh, he's actually the number six quarterback on the year um, as far wow. as fantasy. He also he, he averages the most yards per game in the NFL, and he's second in th- uh, passing touchdowns this year. Uh, so he's been playing lights out. I think I think I'm cool. He's more of a sit for me, but I think I'm cool with starting him against this uh, Chicago defense. It's just because Chicago can't score; they can't keep their defense off the field, and so you know there's still people. They're gonna get tired, so it's gonna be hard for them to keep up all game when they're on the field all game trying to stop the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford. Uh, but well, and the fact that Detroit doesn't have a run game to speak about right they, now. They've got nothing. Yeah, exactly. Would you go good or bad? Um, you could definitely go bad because if you can't establish the run, it's kind of hard to establish the pass game. But they've been kind of be able to do it all year. Uh, as far as the receivers, though, I mean, I'm going to stay away from Marvin Jones this week. And I, I don't know if I really want anybody. But if I had to start someone, it would be Kenny Galladay. And that's, that's, that's for my uh, Detroit pick. And then as far as the Chicago Bears... I'm cool with David Montgomery, and I'm cool with Allen Robinson, and that's that's the extent I go with the Bears. Yeah, that's pretty much – we can just kind of carry that over through every week until they play somebody with a great defense like the Patriots or something. Yeah, the Detroit Lions are number one in giving up points to the running back, so you got to start him. Yeah, Montgomery's he's this is a great week to give him a chance, especially if you've been holding on to him for this long. This is the well, one. he had a great week last week, too. I mean, he really came out and played. So yeah. um, I think it's all uphill from here for him. I think uh, that was the game that we had been waiting for, and I think this is gonna, it's going to continue down the stretch, especially with the poor play from Trubisky. It's just going to be hard for the, for the Bears to trust Trubisky with the ball later as the season goes on, and they're not playing very well. I agree. Cool. That's all it. All right. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals game. Wow, man. The predictors got this to be a blowout. 76.4% favored to the Ravens to the 23.4% to the Bengals. Over-under score is 44.5. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Ravens are going to win this. Baltimore's 10.5 points. Yeah, they're going to win this game. Baltimore's 10.5-point favorites. And and This is insane. Yeah, you're going to start Lamar Jackson. He's the number one rusher on their team. He's also the number one um, quarterback on their team. So he does, He has two positions. He has, That's nuts. Uh, I think he's gonna, they're going to break some rushing records this year, um, especially with Mark Ingram, how well he's played too. But as far as the Ravens go, I mean, I'm starting Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm starting, and I'm actually cool with starting Marquise Brown in this game. Um, Hollywood Brown, he's one of the few, is one of the few games that I've considered, you know, throwing him in there. He's been up and down all year, but I think this is a good matchup for him. Yeah, well, and this is one of those weeks where, especially for flex spots, there's so many people out since 
there's six teams on by this week that any of these guys that have that touchdown upside every single game where they could really break one off, they're they're big flexes for me this week. So, yeah, I'm big on Hollywood Brown. I think this could get out of hand, get out of hand early. So Mark Ingram's definitely a start. Yep. Um, and then for Cincinnati, they um, have no confidence in any of them. Yeah, I mean they're starting Ryan Finley this week. Uh, AJ Green was supposed to come back this week, but doesn't seem like he's going to. And I don't know. I actually heard there was some sort of setback. He came out and said that he will probably not start at all this year. Really? I didn't see that. I have to look at that. Yes. Well, that's very unfortunate. I will. I will look. I, that might have been Schefter. He may be holding out for a contract. Schefter, I read that on. Trying to stay healthy for a new contract. That may be what he's doing. Uh, you never know. You don't. You know, Tyler Boyd's getting most of these targets from this team. The problem is Jimmy Smith is now back for the Ravens. And that's a tough matchup. So, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I still would throw – I think you had to start Tyler Boyd, but it's going to be hard with Jimmy Smith. But I think because of that, Auden Tate would actually have a really nice game just because, you know, they're going to be all over Tyler Boyd. So, that may be something to look at too. And Joe Mixon is a definite – a definite sit. Please do not start Joe Mixon in this game. Yeah, he's he's been probably the biggest disappointment of the year, I think, along with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're the biggest disappointment of the year, but um he's been he's been rough. The problem I have with both uh Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate is they were putting up those numbers with the number four passer in the league. Right. And now you have Ryan Finley. Yep. Do I think they'll both have pretty good games? Yes. But you cannot go into this expecting what you normally would. You have to – if you want to throw them out there and take the risk, go ahead. But I would not be mad at looking at other options this week, especially with, like, uh, Zach Pascal and people like that from uh, Indianapolis going against Miami. Just better matchups that you can look at with what you know about. Because you know that Brian Hoyer is not the worst quarterback in the world. I don't know anything about Ryan Finley. <laughs> that's true. He did have a really nice preseason, though. So, I mean, that's kind of like what people have been riding on is, you know, hoping that he can continue that success. We obviously know that preseason doesn't really mean anything. But, yeah, I think Chicago went undefeated in the preseason, so I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Well, most teams that go undefeated usually are trash in the season. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's pretty much it. I completely agree with that. Um, you, you just kind of temper expectations a little bit with these guys. It's going to be a tough game. the 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 good The good part about this game, though, the, on the bright side, is it could get er- ugly very fast, and they're forced to pass the whole game. So that that could be a good true. Thing. Anyway, let's yeah, move on. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills versus the Cleveland Browns playing in Cleveland. The predictor's matchup scales got the Cleveland Browns winning 59.3% and the Buffalo Bills lo- losing with uh, 40.3%. Over-under line, 40. Spread is three points. Three-point spread. Yeah, this is uh, 
This is another one of this is another weird game. I don't I don't know why they have the Browns favored, but whatever. Um if we talk about the Bills, you know, they've been a very confusing team. It's just because their defense has been pretty stout all year. Their offense it hasn't been bad, but it, you know, you want more. But the problem is, as bad as this Browns team has been, they really don't give a lot of points up to many positions. Um, you know, they are ninth worst against the running backs, and they are seventh worst against the tight ends. But I don't, I don't know if I want to start Frank Gore. He's a, he's on a decline right now. Devin Singletary uh, in a PPR, I'm definitely cool with starting in the flex. But the other guy that I want to talk about, John Brown. I mean, he's been. He's been their workhorse on this team right now. Uh, he's been the the guy that Josh Allen likes to throw to. But the problem with that is in this game, Denzel Ward is going to be matched up on John Brown. I just don't – I would sit John Brown this game for sure. Uh, but – Yeah, I agree. It's, it's one of those lack of competitions. Like there's no one really else to watch for for Buffalo other than Cole Beasley right mm-hmm. now that – you can really just cover up those two guys and make Josh Allen run. Right. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm weary of both of them. I honestly, the over under for this game is forty. I would really be hard on that under. I could yeah. see this game. These are being two like pretty good defenses. Fourteen to seven. Yeah, I could see a fourteen to seven game or a ten to seven game. Like this don't this don't look like a good game to me. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, a lot of things that I had been looking up doing research on this game kind of said that they everyone is kind of on the same page They're like don't start josh allen don't start josh allen and and then to me i'm like i don't know a situation where i couldn't start josh allen because of how much he runs and he's able to improvise by you know tucking the ball and running 10 yards you know i just i don't see i can't see a game where i just completely sit josh allen because he's his floor is so high. I mean, he hasn't really had a crazy breakout game lately. Uh, he's been around the 20, 25 points a game. But his floor is so high. I mean, you you know you're going to get a lot, around 20 points a game from him. And I think that's why I like him so much. Uh, but that's that's it. Yeah, he hasn't really had any, like, goose egg games. Like, just duds where he's thrown more picks than t- – You know, he's just had, like, a, a normal, basic – like, I think he's probably dead average. Like, I would bet money he's probably 16 um, in our league right now. Like, the 16th highest. Maybe, yeah. I think he's actually around the 18th or 19th mark. But, uh, it again, um, the floor is so low. Now, as far as the Browns go, there was a, there was a tweet by Freddie Kitchens saying Nick Chubb May lose some carries to Kareem Hunt. How do you feel about that, Ben? Oh, is he is he eligible he this is, week? He, he is. is back this week. Ooh. Wow. I don't know what to do. Well, like I said, this looks like an ugly, ugly game. So I really don't think there's going to be that much to go around. Like, even if there was no Kareem Hunt talk, um, I would always start Nick Chubb, but I wouldn't expect the 20 carry mark from him this week. Like, I think they're just going to have to put it all on Baker Mayfield's shoulders, unfortunately, and have him try to throw it. Yeah. 
Man. Um, no. I mean, Baker's been not good on the year at all. He's a, He has seven touchdowns and 12 interceptions. I mean, you can't. For your second year slump, I mean, you're not really getting much worse. It's not It's not good. Uh, as far as the running backs yeah, this go. This is the epitome. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really – this is it. Uh, as far as the running back go, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, the question is what do you do with the guys going forward? And I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. I don't think that – I'm not going to say Nick Chubb's not going to go down a notch because of Kareem Hunt. But what I will say is Nick Chubb has been the guy on this team the whole entire year. To take the ball away from their number one player would just be stupid. You know, Freddie Kitchen's probably going to lose his job anyway. Uh, I just hope he doesn't do anything <laughs> drastic, like give Nick Chubb no carries. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I, I think Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb has been the most consistent player on this team. I mean, you got Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They've both been up and down all year, especially Odell. Man, he's been just terrible. Uh, so I, I, I just don't see them give, taking the ball away from Nick Chubb. I just, I can't see that that happening so do i think cream hunt will get a fair share of carries sure do i think nick chubb will get most of the carries definitely and i think nick chubb will still continue the success especially we've seen a lot of running backs do better when they actually have a counterpart to run with because the defense has to adjust to each running back and their playing style so uh i wouldn't start cream hunt obviously the dude hasn't played in a year i would definitely wait to see if he's still good at football he probably will be, but Nick Chubb, I just, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I wouldn't be worried until I'd have to be worried, you know, until I see something else. Yeah, until we're getting like to a, you know, Nick Chubb, 15 carries, Kareem Hunt, like eight, nine, ten. If that starts popping up, then you really have to start considering things. Even, I mean, even, even but, if they split it right down the middle. That is still a little worrisome, but right now I think it's going to be a 70-30 split is what I would project. Especially in this game, it's yeah, going to be a run-first game from both teams, I feel like. Uh, especially with, you know, the way the way these defense are able to cover. Uh, Buffalo Bills, they're giving up they're the 31st best against receivers, and then the Cleveland Browns are 21st best against receivers. So they're both on the top of the, the – they're both on the top side of the league as far as – coverage it's going to be i think it's going to be uh they're gonna to have to get it done on the ground yeah you might be right for sure we'll just have to see but this is definitely something to watch especially with him coming back this week that's insane i didn't even think about it i totally forgot he was even on the freaking team <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible all right we're done with this one well you really you just surprised the hell out of me i didn't know what to do yeah. We're going to dig right into the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans game playing in Tennessee. Predictor scales got the Kansas City Chiefs winning 69% to the Titans 30.8%. 48 is the over-under line with the six-point spread. Okay, so the big question. Well, it's not really a big question. I think we know where it's going to go. I think Pat Mahomes is making his comeback. Uh, making his return in this game. If he does, obviously start the dude. Uh, Tennessee's not bad on defense. They're 20th best against the quarterbacks, 18th best against the running backs, 22nd best against the receivers. Uh, but if it's Pat Mahomes playing, 
is Pat Mahomes playing? <laughs> you can start up all those guys. Now, the the thing that I have yeah, a question about is Damian Williams kind of turning the tide on this run game. What do you do you start Damian Williams now? This entire backfield has been we talk about it every week cuz and we still don't know what to do with either of them. Yeah. We haven't confidently started either of them, I don't think. I would bet on Damian Williams with the upside, especially if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, all the checkdowns he can get from Matt Moore, um, I would definitely go Damian Williams with the edge over LaShawn McCoy this week. But again, they're this kind of backfield where both of them could pop off and have a great game, just like last week and then just like Shady did two, three weeks ago. Right. I think I think I had to sit them. I think I'm going to have to sit them both, especially against this Tennessee defense. I mean, they're pretty good. They could get the PPR as far as the checkdowns. We know, like we know, Patty Mahomes like this. He likes to chunk the ball. Uh, I mean, he does like running backs too. I mean, it's that's a it's such a tough, it's such a tough prediction to make. That one's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a judgment call. If you don't, obviously, if I don't have anything else thrown there, I'm going to play Damian Williams. But um, he's one of my sits this week against Tennessee. Now, as far as the receivers, obviously. Uh, we're going to start Travis Kelsey, well, tight end, whatever. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I'm not a big fan of this week. The Titans just don't give much up on the outside. And the Cheetah, the Cheetah himself. Throw him out there. Tyree Kill. Always. Always throw him out there. Always. Uh Tennessee. Okay, so here's the here's the other thing I was thinking about. Uh, I think that I would be okay with starting Ryan Tannehill this week. I agree. I expect them to get down two touchdowns early and have to fight their way back the entire game. So I agree. Yes. Uh, this offense has just completely flipped on its head and has just turned around completely and is doing a complete 180 of what it was doing when Marcus Mariota was on the field. Uh, Ryan Tannehill brings life to this, to this offense. Now, as far as the receivers, I, I can't start Corey Davis. I know that I was talking about giving the argument of how someone can hold Corey Davis and just, just wait and see. I personally cannot. I, I could not feel ever feel right telling someone to start Corey Davis because I never would do that myself. Uh, yeah, me either. But in this game, I like AJ Brown as a as a deep flex. I think that's a I think that's a good start. And uh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. He's he's another one of those break one off kind of guys that yeah could definitely have hell maybe even two awesome runs or uh, awesome deep balls that could end up in the end zone for. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who, yeah, it's just taken over, man. I mean, he's he, it's a completely different team. It's not a four and five team if he starts the year, right? Um, like they, they're just completely different. Kansas City. So yeah, I'm big on AJ Brown. I'm big on uh, Delaney Walker yeah. too if he's healthy. I know he's questionable right now, but Delaney Walker comes back, start him up. Johnny Smith. I'm a little worried about him. I don't think I would start him if he's back in the game. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs third worst against the uh, running backs. I think that's a great start for 
Derrick Henry, even though he's only averaging around 3.9 yards a carry, and it's just kind of been a little disappointing this year so far. But, you know, whatever. You live and you learn. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Move on. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons versus the New Orleans Saints game. Over under, or the um, my bad, the predictor scales got this to be a for sure blowout. Saints winning 77% to the Falcons, 22.8%. Over under line, 51.5. And a spread of 13.5 points. A very high scoring game. Yeah. Uh, they have the Saints winning by a wide margin with 13. Favored by yeah. 13. Like, they're for sure knowing the Saints are going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, the Saints recently have done better against the quarterbacks. They're now, you know, up to 13th worst against the quarterbacks, but I'd still be okay throwing Drew Brees in there. Uh, look, you're not going to run against the... You're not going to run against the Saints. Don't Please do not start Devontae Freeman. I know a lot of people just can't you resist starting him just because I can't let go of two years ago, but you're not going to run against the saints. It's just not going to happen. Uh, what I do like in this game though, is I do like Calvin Ridley. Um, I think he's going to be able to get open and get in uh, with uh, all the coverage going to be on Julio Jones. The saints are ninth worst against the receivers. And I think Calvin Ridley could have a really nice game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you can go ahead and just throw him away if you'd like. Yeah. Um, we're never going to tell you to start him. He, he's been such – he's less than 100 carries and less than 400 yards, I think. Yeah. Like 350 or something. He's just been so bad. Yeah. He's just been so bad. And the Saints, everybody's back. Other than Josh Hill, everybody's healthy. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara, even Latavius Murray, man, this game's going to get out of hand quick. Yeah. This is going to be run heavy all day. So, yeah. Um, you can definitely I see them get, get, you can see the Saints get ahead super early and have Kamara and uh, Latavius Murray. Actually, I'm okay with starting Latavius Murray in this game, even with Kamara back. We can def, uh, Latavius Murray is kind of holding his own, and I think that the Saints will implement him in their game plan. We've seen the Saints be able to hold up a two running back system um, with Alvin Kamara marking him last year. So, we, even years before that, I think uh, I'm cool with uh, Latavius Murray this game, um, and obviously Michael Thomas as the only receiver I can trust from the the Saints. There's not really too much going on over there. Agreed. Any word? Uh, I don't remember if you mentioned him in the news. Any word on Matt Ryan? Is he for sure? Uh, any word on him at all? Last for this week? I saw, he was still questionable, but he was limited in practice. So he okay. did. So something to watch for him. I still think Calvin really could get open, but if, well, I don't even know if Matt Ryan's in. Do I care? Yeah, he's still pretty good. <laughs> he's just been on a bad team. Uh, Matt Ryan's been playing pretty well this year so far. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Well, it's just hard when he's got one win, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so hard when he's got one win. But look, I mean, that's that's kind of what you like in fantasy. You You get really good quarterbacks on bad teams. And they have to play from behind all the time, and it just works out so well for fantasy. Those are the guys like Kyler Murray's been playing so well because he's having to, you know, stay in games, and they can stay in games. Atlanta can stay in games too. They've they've shown they can keep up with people, 
But when the at push comes to shove at the end of the game, their defense just cannot hold up. But their offense has, you know, has been pretty good all season. Um, you know, he's yeah. Matt Ryan's close to pro- being projected to throw thirty touchdowns this year. That's nothing to shy away from. And he's been he already sat out and he and he sat out a game. Just imagine if he played a game, you know. So. All right, next we're going to move on to the New York Giants versus the New York Jets game. Only happens every four years. Man. He just learned that. I did just learn that. Is it leap year this year? Don't answer that because I know it's not right. That's not how that works. Anyways. They are not in sync at all. Predictor (laughs) scale is 56.2% favorites for the Jets to win this game over the 43.5% towards the New York Giants. Over under is forty four point five, and the and it's a three point spread. But in the way of the Giants, actually. So the the folks out in Vegas think uh, the Giants have this one, whereas ESPN's got the right. Jets ahead by an inch, basically. What? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with any of them. I think I, they might I, tie. This might be the worst. Oh, game okay, <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, okay, so th- this is right. Once you lose to the Dolphins, you are now projected to lose every game you ever play. Uh, so, I don't... To be honest, you could start any any person on any team in this game, and I think you'd be all right. I'm, I actually would... The only person I would really stay away from is Robbie Anderson. Even in good matchups, he just hasn't played well. Uh, Jamison Crowder, though, he has, a, he has a connection with Sam Darnold, and I think that's just going to continue on into this game. And how bad the Giants play fourth worst against the receivers. It's going to be a good game. The Jets are eighth worst against the receivers. So it's going to be a good game for uh, – who am I thinking of? My mind just went blank because I was going to say Sterling Shepard. He's out. I meant Golden Tate. There you go. So Golden Tate is going to have there a really good game. Uh, I honestly might – I – I would, I would have – so is Evan Ingram – I don't know if we looked this up earlier because he was having issues today from what he I believe. He is out. Evan he's Ingram out. is out. Yes. So he's completely out. Sorry that I did not mention that. But when we were talking about it, I was like, I think he had a, a lot of issues. Sterling Shepard still is on the concussion protocol, uh, and he is listed as unlikely to play this week as well. Golden Tate is going to go off. He's the only player on that team. Uh, Correct. I I think that's that's pretty much it as far as what I would start for the Giants. I mean, I would even I would start Daniel Jones. I'm cool with that. Uh, any player that you can get your hands on, I think I would start for the most part. And then Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, Le'Veon Bell, obviously we talked about that earlier, the issues they were having in signing Josh Adams off the practice squad. Seems a little worrisome, but I th- – I th- Against this Giants defense, you have to start Le'Veon Bell. And like I said earlier, Jamison Crowder is 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 a great start in this game. And that's all we had to, that's all the time we had to spend on this one. All right. Let's move on. We're moving on. That's right. We're moving on to Arizona versus Tampa Bay. Hmm. How do you guys feel about this game? Who's gonna win? Of course, we know Tampa Bay is going to win. 71.8% on the matchup predictor. Arizona Cardinals with only 28%. 52 point, or Look, 52 over under with a five-point spread. Man, this is going to be a really high-scoring game. 
Yeah, this, so is, this is one of those good fantasy game, games where it's two bad teams that could really just just go off against right. each other. I Here's the thing, though. Um, Tampa Bay has been great against their run all year. Now, they're terrible at every other position. You can start everybody else. I think they're like number – okay, yeah. So they're number one. They're the worst against the receivers, the fourth worst against the quarterbacks, and number the second worst against the tight end. They're even number one. They're the the worst against the kickers. That's a terrible. You can't like have all that and suck at kickers. That's just like that's just bad luck, you know. Because <laughs> that's, um, that's not like a. It's not like a. That's just all based off of a predicament like, in a situation that you put yourself in for kickers to always score against you. Uh, yeah. so that one's not a very consistent stat, and the fact that you have your your work, you're terrible, and everything else, and that I mean, that just that sucks. Uh, and but in this game, Jameis Winston, a great start in this game. <sighs> Obviously, you're going to start Kyler Murray. But because of how bad they are against the receivers, you're obviously Christian Kirk had a down game last week against San Francisco. You look at the what, they played San Francisco, right? My mind just went blank. Yes. Okay. So down yeah, week was. against San Francisco, he's gonna bounce back. He's gonna have a great game. Larry Fitzgerald. He's gonna have a great game. I mean, it's just this is one of the best matchups you're gonna have all year for the Arizona Cardinals. Got to start everybody. I just wouldn't start David Johnson or Kenyon Drake, especially if David Johnson's back. We can definitely see a split. And Tampa Bay, just they're really not giving much up to the running backs anyway. So, and then. Yeah, uh, agreed. And then Tampa Bay, it's just Mike Evans, Chris Godwin for me. And then what about the running, man? I don't know. Ronald Jones, I heard. Reports that Bruce Arian said he's going to be the guy. Then I heard something else said it's the other guy. I, I well, I go based off of proof of what I've seen all year, which is no one's the guy. They're just like, ah, I feel like you're cool today. It's like whoever complimented Bruce Arians the best the morning of, he's like, all right, you can run the ball. You know, it's like, hey, nice hat. <laughs> yeah, Bruce it's like Arians. <laughs> and he's like, it's like he doesn't right, know you names. just earned yourself a starting job. So, yeah, it's like he doesn't know their names. So when he's on the sideline, he's like, uh, you're wearing a 20. You can come out here <laughs> just pulling random dudes. He's going to yeah. throw a cornerback out there by accident and just see what happens. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. Um, that would and be then cool. <laughs> OJ Howard, I mean, he hasn't been good all year, but this is they are the second worst against the tight ends. I think if I have if I don't have a better option, I'm throwing them out there. I have to. I have to in this matchup. Yeah, it's just too it's just too good. You just have to take it. Yep. And then as far as Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, Chris Conley, and Mike Evans are my guys, and that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Can't trust the running backs. All right. We're gonna move on to probably the easiest starting sit we got tonight. That's right, it's the Miami Dolphins versus the Indianapolis Colts playing in Indianapolis. Predictor scales got this pretty even, or probably pretty right. Colts winning 89.5% to the Dolphins, 10.4%. Over-under is 44 in the, with 11-point spread. 
Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brian Hoyer's still a good quarterback. So, I mean, he's not a good quarterback, but he's a he's one of the best backups. You know, he started. He's done well. He even took the Texans at the playoffs one year. I mean, he's 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 a fine start. Uh, don't I mean don't start him, but like he's a fine. He he's good for all your other players that you need. Zach Pascal, he's gonna have a monster game this week, especially with T. Y. Hilton out. Uh, Marlon Mack gonna have a great week as well. And if Jacoby Brissett doesn't play, then uh then you don't start him. I mean. And you don't start. I wouldn't start Brian Hoyer either. But as far as Miami, um, Walton, he's out with uh, his four-game suspension. And then, unfortunately, Preston Williams. He had such. It was so dumb because I had tweeted out literally during the game. Hey, this Ryan Fitzpatrick and Preston Williams connection may be something we should follow. And literally. Ended a season right after that. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. <laughs> so Yeah, man, you don't need to you don't get to talk about people anymore. You just say yeah. <laughs> you just say dolphins look good and leave it at that. You can't say anything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh it's it sucks. I mean, all they really left on this team is Devontae Parker. I'm not I'm not starting Balage against the Colts. Uh especially against their their front seven isn't bad. They're pretty good. Uh Devontae Parker, I mean, he's really he's really the only guy you can think about starting. He has had touchdowns in four of his last five games. He's had low-scoring games as far as how many points you can score after scoring a touchdown, but he's a pretty safe bet if you need 10, 11 points a game in a PPR. So um, if that's all you're looking for, throw him in a flex. If you can't deal with that, then you're going to have to look somewhere else. But as far as the floor goes, he's he's definitely probably good for at least a touchdown, especially in this game because I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to run away with this. Yeah, I agree. That's it. This yep. is pretty easy. Let's move on to another pre- pretty easy game, the Carolina Panthers versus the Green Bay Packers. Predictor matchups got the Packers winning 75.9% to the Carolina Panthers 23.9%. Over-under is 47 with a 5.5 spread. Uh, Yeah, I think the Packers are looking to have a bounce-back week. And I think Rodgers is going to go off this game. Um, Aaron Jones, I'm cool with. Now, Jamal Williams, he's another one of those guys that, you know, you had kind of questioned, like, Devontae Parker – He's been scoring touchdowns through the air. Do you feel comfortable starting him, throwing him in there, Ben? I'm not mad at it, and I think you can argue for it. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, throw him out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it like cool. that. Absolutely. I'm cool with him. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd be pretty okay with throwing him out there as well especially if uh as a as a flex as he's a he, i think he's a fine flex play the panthers are fifth worst against the running backs this year so i think he's he's definitely going to be a good matchup it's a good matchup for him um now jimmy graham i know a lot of people are thinking like, hey, let me start jimmy graham now you know and um here's the answer don't okay don't do that 
The Panthers are 26th best against the tight ends. They don't give a lot of points up to the tight ends. Jimmy Graham is not one of those tight ends that's going to go off most of the time. So he's not, you know, on Austin Hooper or uh, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. So don't don't start him in this game. And, I mean, that's that's as far as I'll go in this game. Um, Devontae Adams is back. And that's really all I can think of starting. I don't know. Is there anybody else on the Packers you feel like you could start? MVS and a flex is always it, there's always an argument for it, especially with I just this don't week. Trust like him. I, said, so I don't trust him. I don't trust him anymore. You what? I don't. Tr- I just don't trust him anymore. I understand it, but I also understand the other side of it, where it's like with Aaron Rodgers just throwing darts all day. One of them's got to come his way. Maybe three of them, maybe four of them. 60 yards, four receptions. That's 10 points. I'm happy with it in a flex. Yeah, I mean, that's true. The problem that I have with Aaron Rodgers is he's very good at spreading the ball out and getting it to all his receivers. And I think that just kind of dwindles down everybody's performance as far as getting majority of targets other than Devontae Adams. He obviously favors him more than anybody else, but – Secondary receivers, it's 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 just hard to trust, especially how much how unpredictable he is, or where he he's going to go with the ball, because he literally can do anything any given play, and it's just hard to know what he's going to do. It's very true. <laughs> there is no predictability anymore on this team, other than I don't know if you saw Jones, that play where he was like falling back and like it almost looked like he threw it underhand thirty yards into the corner of the end zone. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, it was, was gorgeous. It was the most beautiful throw. I just like was, I I I just I just didn't understand. I just I don't know. It's my mind could not piece it all together of how that happened. And I just for the rest of my life I'll be very confused by that play. Uh, now we have the Carolina. Um, Christian McCaffrey obviously going to start him up. I will stay away with Curtis Samuel this game. Uh, they're probably going to have Alexander sh- uh, shadowing him. And then we have DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I think, is going to actually have a pretty good game against the Packers this week, and that's the guy that I would stick with. Yeah, I agree. I like DJ Moore. I think he's uh, he's really come into his own in Carolina and set himself up to be the number one guy, especially with Kyle Allen still there. So I like yep. him as a start in this one as well because, again, I think they're going to get way out of hand, so. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe mistaken. Sorry, I believe Kyle Allen is going to be the starter rest of season. I think I believe I saw that. Yeah, Cam Newton's on IR. He was He's officially on placed IR. on IR. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't mention that. I am just so bad. I mean, he hasn't been playing. It's this not a is big why. Deal, but... This is why you don't do the news. Uh, I mean, I'm good at it. You know, I feel good. Well, well. confident. Confident. Anyway, this Carolina team has really turned it around, though. I mean, five and three. I think they went zero and three to start the year, didn't they? Yeah, zero and three until Kyle Allen came in. He's no, he lost one. I think he was undefeated until like two weeks ago. So zero and two, and then he came in. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just um, to be within to be within five points of the Packers. I mean. That's pretty good for a team relying on a backup quarterback and uh, MVP running back. So, that's yeah, the entire before, team. 
before we move on real quick, I definitely I want to share uh, DJ Moore's targets the past three weeks that he's played. It has been 10, 9, and 10. So Kyle Allen definitely favors him. He's going to have a good game. Anyway, all right, let's go. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Los Angeles Rams game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game playing in Pittsburgh. Predictor Scales got the Rams winning 61.8% to the Steelers 37.9%. Over under line is 44 with a 3.5 or yeah, 3.5 points of spread. <laughs> Uh, of spread i'm making a new making a new and confused another guy that's out is brandon cooks he's just still with this concussion protocol he he may be out the season i don't know uh and then benny snell is out for the for the steelers and so is connor so you got jalen samuels again i i don't cooper cup I think that's it. Uh, if, if you want to throw Todd Gurley in there, you can. This Pittsburgh defense has been really good. I mean, they've always been like Patriot caliber. They they have really turned it up. I actually picked them up in both of my leagues, and they have just been going off since like week six or something like that. Like they just double digits every week, and um, – and they're really they've just been stepping, especially with, ever since they got Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, they've just this defense has been able to stop everyone. So Cooper Cup in the slot, I think that's your best option in this game. I'd start Jalen Samuels, and then I don't even think I'm not a big fan of Mason Rudolph. I think Duck Duck Hodges is better, but I just gonna, they'll keep throwing them out there. So whatever. But because of that. I'm not a big fan of starting Juju. Let's get out of here. We're moving on to the Minnesota. The last game of Sunday night, and we have the Minnesota Vikings versus Dallas Cowboys. Pretty even game right here. Even the matchup predictor agrees. Dallas wins with 54.4% to the Minnesota Vikings. 45.2% over under line is 48 and the point spread is three. Uh, okay. My sits for this game, um, Kirk Cousin against Dallas. I don't trust him in this game, especially with Adam Thielen being out. He just He's losing weapons. Dallas is 28th best against the – Receivers. This Dallas defense is actually really good. Uh, Stephon Diggs would be really the only person I'd be all right with starting in this game. <laughs> and then as far as everyone else on Dallas, uh, Minnesota, as of late, has kind of gone downhill against the receivers. So Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, I'm cool with. Uh, I... I still, I mean, it's so hard to say you wouldn't start Jason Witten just because of how bad tight ends have been this year. It's just, it's been an ugly year for tight ends. I think tight ends and receivers have had a real big down year. Uh, yeah, I think they've all been 
there's been so many disappointing ones that it's way outweighed the big ones right now. And so there's such a steep fall off after maybe the, what the top five tight ends that it's hard to argue like, okay, if you don't want Jason Witten and you don't have Kelsey Ertz, uh, Waller, Henry, you know, if you don't have any of those guys, what, what's your better option? Like what, what are you going to use? Yeah. I'm so, still yeah, going to say sit him this game though. And then, Kyle Rudolph, I, I think, is going to be one of the best starts in this game. I think he's going to be the only one that's really able to get open, especially with Thielen out. I think that's going to get that's going to boost his targets, and then all, most of Dallas is going to be watching at uh, Stephon Diggs, which I, will open up Kyle Rudolph more. Cool, I agree. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is all they've really got going for him. I mean, Dalvin Cook's always a start for me. Right. Uh, we don't really Without the obvious ones. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, we don't really even have to say it. But, yeah, yeah, with Adam Thielen gone, Stephon Diggs is going to get a lot of the attention. And I think you're right. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, especially in PPR, is going to get all that. Just like an easy cross across the field from any tight end <laughs> spot. True. I mean, just throw it. Just dump it off to him. So, um, yep. I think he's a good – I think he's a great start for this week. And then everybody from Dallas, pretty much. Let's go. Well, up, yep, that ends your Sunday night matchups. Now we're going on to Monday night's game. The Seattle Seahawks versus the San Francisco 49ers, who are undefeated. The matchup predictors got the 49ers winning 75.4% to the Seahawks, 24.4%. Over-under line, 46.5, with a six-point spread. Watch the Seahawks. And the 49er streak. Uh, Don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. How? I mean, how many can they win yeah. in a row? For real. I mean, potentially they Dude, could win Russell Wilson. every game, but I mean, that's they could win every game. I don't think it's going to happen. This could definitely be a loss for them. I, yeah, San Francisco's good. I don't see the 75-24. I mean, I. I do. I can definitely see the six-point spread on either side. It's a forty-six over/under. It's not a crazy high-scoring game, um, but I'm obviously going to start Russell Wilson. The guy's been just on fire all year. He only has one interception on the year. Probably most likely going to get a second one in this game, but I still think he's going to be fair. He's going to fare fine. Um, and then, man, it's this is a hard game because the the San Francisco's 49ers defense has just been destroying everyone they're the best against the quarterbacks you still got to start russell wilson they're the 29th best against the running backs they're the 28th best against the receivers and they're the 32nd best so they're the best against the tight ends too that's a that that's a sucking matchup i hate i hate any of my guys playing the 49ers it pisses me off every time i see it but i'm gonna start Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, and Tyler Lockett. I'm staying away from DK this uh, this week. Uh, I, Josh, Josh Gordon, I know he was active this week. I think he's having some injury problems, but still I would stay away from him. And, and on this 49er side, the Seahawks, 11th, 11th worst against the quarterback, 21st against the running backs, 18th best, 18th. Yeah, 18th best against the receivers and fourth worst against the tight ends. Uh, George Kittle's going to go off this game. I'm not crazy about starting 
Jimmy Garoppolo, his touchdown, the interception ratio really isn't that high. He doesn't run the ball a lot. Uh, I do, I do like Matt Breida in this game. If he, if he ends up playing, uh, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, I think they're good starts, especially Tevin Coleman. Uh, he did. Uh, Matt Breida did was limited in practice, but I think he's going to play. That's a. That's I'm cool with that in the flex. Tevin Coleman as an RB two, uh, and. Yeah, I mean George Kittle, and that's that's pretty much it for this one, for me at least. I honestly, what about you, man? Uh, I honestly I agree with everything, but I'm not mad at um, Emmanuel Sanders with the lack oh of yes for everybody this week. He, oh yes, I mean he showed up. They plugged him in immediately, and he was ready to go, man. So I've always liked him. Obviously, he was a Bronco, so I've got my bias there. But he he's always been a he's always been awesome, even in Pittsburgh. So. Um, I think he's a definite start this week. Yeah, I actually have him written down, so my bad on not saying that. Yeah, way to go. Way yeah. to miss out. Cool. <laughs> but I'm excited welcome. for this game. I think this is uh, I think this is San Francisco's first real test. And so when you're putting in all your Seattle Seahawks <laughs> players, first of all, I'm not thrilled to play against San Francisco. I think their defense is monstrous, but this is the test. This is the one. And so there is a high upside for all the Seahawks players, but there is a really low floor just in case. But I would say this I is the first real test, but they blew out Carolina 51-13. to And I think that was the game where people understood, like, all right, you know, with Carolina being on that win streak, playing well, for them to do that against Carolina, and they, you know, they beat the Browns 31-3, to they beat the – the Rams twenty to seven. It's not like the Patriots schedule where you know they're playing just trash and they play the they finally play someone with a decent schedule and they lose. Um, but I can definitely see this being a loss for them too. But I they I definitely think they have played some pretty good teams. And then Seattle, you know the only they played some pretty okay teams. Um, they barely eked it out in their last game against Tampa Bay, winning in overtime. Um, but, you know, they play the Rams. They play Baltimore. Um, Atlanta, yeah, they're 1-7. But I think they're they're almost at every game they play. So that game was 27-20, to 20, you know. So it could have gone either way. The Battle of the Birds, remember that one? Yeah, they might be the best one-win one team ever. <laughs> it's true. Honestly. <laughs> they're so stacked. Yeah, uh, they're so, <clears throat> like, supposed to be good. Like, they haven't had any stupid injuries. Devontae Freeman's been disappointing. But other than that. It's a good team. Like, why are they one-win team right now? Dude, they're, like, the only team that I can ever, like, really think of that can literally be, like, in the Super Bowl, you know, whatever, 13-3, and and the next season go 1-7 and with this same exact roster. It's like no one has changed. Like, what what happened? (laughs) No one left. All the staff stayed the same. All the players stayed the same. Anyway, yeah, that's it for this game. Well, and that is it for who you should start and sit for week 10. We're going to go over our week 11, who you should start up and sit on Thursday night. Doing this a little different per Jordan's request. So let's get into it. Thank you. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers (laughs) versus the Cleveland Browns for week 11, Thursday night. 
Predictor Scales got the Browns winning 54.4% to the Steelers 45.2%. And Las Vegas does not have anything for their spread or over on their line because they have not played for Sunday night's game yet. So let's dig into the future and see who's who you should start and sit. <laughs> let's dig into the future. Well, to clear it up, we will have an update. Yeah. As the week goes on, once we get through, um, it's just a quick turnaround for our Thursday upload. So this is the easiest way to do it. But um, the, uh, the, the main starts for everybody, uh, no Baker Mayfield, no Mason Rudolph. The thing I will be looking at, especially when we go to update this game, is the Steelers running back, James Conner, uh, Benny Snell, and Jalen Samuels. Yep. What's going on with them, what they've done through Sunday, how they're practicing through the week, and whether or not all three of them will be ready to go, any of them will be ready to go, um, and what's going to happen there. And then on the other side of the ball, running back, uh, what's Kareem Hunt going to do? Right. We have no idea. Yes, we'll get a better <laughs> idea of what's happening after after this week. So that's another yeah. that's another update we'll have to go on. But um, James Conner plays. I think you can play James Conner in this game. Um, if not, then just roll out with Jalen Samuels, who's who's over the starting running back this game. Definitely, definitely roll out with him. Uh, it's as far as the receivers, I'm cool with Juju in this game. Um, Vance, no Vance dance for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on him. And uh, as far as the Cleveland Browns go, ugh, man. It's just so rough, you know. It's like I I almost want to tell people like bench Odell, and that's the weird. Like it's so hard for me to say, but I'm always like, hey, just please stop playing him. <laughs> He's not playing well, you know. Um, obviously, like you have to play him, but I think that at this point, I I would probably try to I would try to get rid of him. I would try to trade him, get him out of my roster. If not, then I would be looking somewhere else as far as. Throw him in a wide receiver two, or a high fl- a high uh, wide receiver three if you have that position, and just find another wide wide receiver one. If I had to trade another running back, whatever I got to do, just equal that playing field. Just because Odell is just, and I don't know if it's completely Odell. And I think it's this terrible offensive line and not it not being able to uh, pass protect for Baker and Baker just making. Just terrible decisions, and I think it's mostly it. But the problem is they're playing the Steelers, and the Steelers have just been getting after the quarterbacks. I mean, T.J. Watt has been a monster this year. Uh, they got Mika Fitzpatrick, and so I think this week I have to tell you not to start Odell Beckham or or start uh, Jarvis Landry. And it's really hard for me to say. It kills me to say this, but. I just look out for you guys, you know? I want to, I want the yeah. best. I agree, especially because we're getting to about that time where you really have to look forward into the future, especially if you're playing – I mean, if you're set in line to go to the playoffs, you got to look at how these people are doing and if you can really make a run with them. And Odell Beckham is not that guy. He's just not that yeah. guy right now, and it's not his fault. I don't know whose fault it is. It might be Freddie Kitchens. It might be the offensive line. It might be Baker it's Mayfield Freddie who Kitchens. looks like – it very well. I he's my eighty <laughs> percent probability. Yeah. Um it's his it's his fault. But it's not Odell's fault. 
but you got to get rid of him. He's got no hope. He's got no help. It's a bad year. Trade the name. Exactly, and get something for him. Get you a yeah. good tight end. So, get you a good wide receiver one. Whatever you want, just get something. Yeah, people are going to give up a lot for him. Uh, still, I mean, it's just the name. It's going to carry the name. Now, the the bad part, and I'm not I'm not saying this bit because the Steelers, you know, haven't been giving up points to the receivers. They're they're number twelve on the year as far as giving up points to the receivers. What I my problem is is the offensive line being able to contain uh, pass blocking and be consistent in all the game. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think this Steelers defense is just I think I'm I'm seeing like a high six sack game from this one. And I think it's just gonna break Baker and he's just gonna start throwing terrible passes and I just don't see it working out in the end. Yeah, he's gonna get rushed, he's gonna get scared, he's gonna make bad decisions. He's going to do what Baker's done this year, and I, I, I truly, truly feel horrible for him because I don't really think it's his fault either. But you see what it's making him dress like and changing him? It's literally changing him. Well, the boy shaved freaking three times the other day. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what's going on, man. He's yeah, all he's, up in his head. Yeah, he's having a rough, he's having a rough go of it. So um, this just ain't the year for them, man. Uh, move on if you want to. If you got Jarvis Landry, he's been go- doing well in the flex with you. I mean, he does get open because you have to respect Odell Beckham's ability. So I'm not mad at that. But Odell, his name is worth way more than his fantasy value right now. So get something else. I agree. I had someone playing tonight. I had no idea. Oh, Austin Eckler. Sorry. He's been doing well. Yeah, well, he's not doing well right now. So. Oh, my bad. Anyway, I guess we can go over waiver yeah, wires. Let's go over waiver wire pickup. I only had one this week, and that would be Chris Boswell, a kicker from the Steelers. Uh, had my Steeler on by. And so, let's see, he had 16 points last week against the Indianapolis Colts. Hoping he keeps that heat up against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think they will. I think they're going to have a struggle this week, so they're going to be kicking it more often, probably. Uh, I could definitely how see many, that happening. Yep. How many kickers have you been through, Adam? Just I don't mean to cut you off, Jordan. A lot. How many it's kickers been, have you been through? It's been like six or seven, dude. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, I I'm, like, I'm on my. I think I've had a different one every week. <laughs> I'm close. Yeah, I, I've I've rolled with probably four through these past eight weeks. So maybe I two think a game. I probably had eight. Like I think I've changed them. Good I think Lord. I had Sly two weeks in a row, and I think that's it. Um, yeah, I got, I got a gay, of the Tampa Bay kicker against the Arizona Cardinals. I just feel like he probably will do okay. Uh, and then uh, is that is that all you picked up, yeah, Adam? That's all I picked up. Uh, okay, for me, it was – I actually traded uh, Philip Lindsay for DJ Chark straight up. Who I said yes to that? What? What do you Someone mean? Someone gave you DJ Chark. Yeah, for... Sean did. What? He really, yeah, he needed, he needed a running back really bad, and his – dude, he – let me go look at his lineup because I'm pretty sure he has like one of the stacked receiver. Like I had the most stacked running back. Let's see, I had, he's like, got Galladay and Lockett. 
Yeah, and both, Alan, both beasts. I think and he has Alan Robinson in the second. Yeah, so I mean he's 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 not doing too bad. Um he needed a running back. He's starting Devontae Freeman like an idiot this week, but I mean the week I traded him, Philip Lindsay got him fifteen points. He went nine for ninety two. Um honestly it it seems like an unfair trade, but with Nick Foles coming back and there's a lot of question marks on DJ Chark, he's kind of been going downhill. Um he was kind of like a sell high candidate for me, honestly. But I re- I had to do something about our receivers. I just I, I couldn't keep doing it. I mean, I even picked up Jalen Samuels. I have uh, I have Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, and Philip Lindsay. Like my my team is stacked with running backs. I don't need another one, you know. So uh, I just like you know what? I'll just try to see if I can get something for Philip Lindsay, and I did. And I was trying to trade Jalen Samuels all week, but no one wants him. Yeah, I don't really blame him on that one. He's only good for a couple weeks because that shoulder injury is not is not that detrimental to him. I also to picked James up Antonio Garner. Brown and Josh Gordon <laughs> and AJ Green. You got AJ Green? I was wondering who picked him up. I tried. Yeah, I picked up Antonio Brown, AJ Green, and Josh Gordon. Uh, I don't think Josh Gordon will ever pan out for anything, but Antonio Brown. There were whispers he was gonna be. Going to the Eagles. I don't know if that's still a thing. He went on a Twitter rant today and was calling everybody out. But if he goes somewhere, and I think he will play somewhere by the end of the year, I think that's, you know, I, I, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I'd rather just have him on my roster. I'm not going to keep other players on my roster that I'm not going to start anyway. So just have him on the roster. Maybe he, he'll be there when I hit the playoffs. That's all I can hope for. Nah, that's it for me. All right, Ben, who'd you Fair pick enough. up? Yeah, all I got, uh, all I grabbed this week was uh, Zach Pascal because I didn't plan really that good well. Pickup. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about it, but I didn't plan that well. Um, both my two wide receivers, um, who which I have struggled at this year with wide receivers, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Cortland Sutton, they were both on bye this week. I got in a panic Wednesday morning and grabbed. Honestly, I saw that they were playing Miami, grabbed them, went back to bed, and then woke up very happy because I was like, oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty smart. I'm happy about that one. So, Zach Pascal, he is a <laughs> he is my starting wide receiver, too, this week, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, he's he, was, he would be my main start of the week this week with nothing else in Indianapolis. Yeah, exactly, and all this stuff came, about, uh, came out about T.Y. Hilton, I think, later Wednesday. I was like, man. I should do this more often. Sleep. Just grab random dudes at 4 a.m. at the waiver While wire you're line. sleeping, yeah. Yep, you should yeah. definitely do that. Do that every time. I'm sure it's going to be very consistent for you. So Hey, we'll see. I might mess around and drop 200 points on you. All right. That's it for me, though. And that is it for our waiver yep. wire pickups. If you're a new or old listener, thank you very much for listening. You can catch us at our Twitter handle, at the Hail Mary FF Pod. You can also subscribe to our channels. Uh, it'll let you know our latest updates and, uh, and posts. And then if you really, really, really like us, you could just give us a dollar a month and help support this podcast so we can 
Where did this dollar a month thing come from? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like, like that w- now that we've taken down ads, it's not unreasonable to ask for a little support. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, it only it only helps us help you create the best content we can possibly create, right? And so that's why we're asking. If you don't want to, we really want you to. But anyways... <laughs> All right. uh, yeah, that's no, there's no desperation. No, in that voice. not at all. <laughs> I have some plans, but that I want to do with the podcast, but they require some moolah. Anyways, it requires a it dollar. It requires a dollar from <laughs> you. <laughs> Every hey, month. Big forever. plans. Big, huge, huge plans, guys. <laughs> The biggest you've ever seen. We should get seen. some merch out, guys. We should make some merchandise. And we could do. Out. We could put up some cool. shirts or hats or something. Yeah, let's work on that. Let's get that going. All right, it's a good idea. We, get, we should. We need to get Joe back on for here sure. too. Uh, anyways, you can catch us yeah. on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public. You name it, we got it. Um, except for SoundCloud because we're not Pandora broke rappers. Only Pandora. Oh no, we're not on Pandora either. Yeah, you Pandora said you name it, we got it. Pandora doesn't That's have podcast. You shut up, Ben. You st- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been your host, Adam Sanders, and this has been the Hail Mary Fancy Football Podcast with Jordan Sanders and Ben Simpson. Say goodbye, fellas. Goodbye, fellas. Bye, fellas. Check us out on Pandora. Peace out.